Well, praise the Lord. Good day to you and welcome to our Romans teaching. I'm Curtis Hutchinson, pastor of Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas, about 20 miles south of Texarkana, Texas, or Texarkana, Arkansas. So I encourage you to uh, uh, join us if you can, if you're looking for a church, uh, preaching the, the truth of the gospel, the message of the cross in this region. You'll find it to be one of those, praise God. I want to encourage you to go to our YouTube channel where everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded. And that YouTube channel is Curtis Hutchinson 316. Our website is thecrosswaychurch.com. And uh, we have a church app, Crossway Church app, that you can watch live. You can donate there. You can see the uh, messages that are archived there. And uh, we're doing what we can to get the gospel out in every avenue possible. We have a Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, Spreaker channel. Just go to uh, Spreaker and type my name in. There's over a couple of hundred messages there. And uh, we have uh, three or four iPod channels there. So just go to the, get the, the, the iPod uh, on your phone or whatever you have, your device, and type in Curtis Hutchinson. And there you'll find uh, the Romans teaching. You'll find the church services. You'll find... Uh, for those who have the ear, which basically is the Spreaker channel. So uh, I encourage you, the biggest issue we have today in the church is not knowing the Word of God. We need to be hearing and learning the Word of God on a daily basis. And so I thank God to be here with my Bible twice a week, Monday, really more than that, just for this Romans teaching is Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central Time we're doing the Galatians teaching. And so uh, I praise God for the opportunity to get in and study and, and uh, to be able to show ourselves approved unto God, a ready workman, ready to have a word for this great hope that we have. Praise God. So let's look this morning. We're in chapter 6 of Romans. This is part 4. I have to look because I forget part 4 of chapter 6. And, and uh, we've been speaking about, you know, shall we... Continue in sin that grace may abound, God forbid. God forbids that, you know, and for too long the church just thinks that God's grace is something that just covers sin until they make it to heaven, which is the farthest thing from reality. That's not biblical. God's grace, never forget this. Write it down. If you've listened to me very long, you already know what I'm going to say. God's grace is God doing something in your life. So when God's grace is abounding, that means God is reigning in your life over sin. You're not bound and dominated by sin. You are living a life of liberty and freedom in Christ through your faith in the cross. Now I want you to think about that. God's grace is God doing something in your life. And that something is not just making excuses or covering your sin till you get to heaven. God's grace doesn't cover sin. God's grace forgives you of sin. God's grace delivers you from sin. God's grace empowers you each day with the provision you need to walk in this journey that He's given you, this race to run He set before you. God's grace is God doing something, but hear me, God has to be allowed to do something in your life because if everything God does is by grace, that means Him doing it, 
That means it's always through faith, by grace, through faith. God didn't save you. That means he didn't give you grace. That means he didn't show up to save, forgive, and to deliver and move inside you. That's God's grace, God doing those things, except it be through faith. God's grace, God doing for through faith. Don't ever leave out that second part. If you do, you don't get the first part. You don't get God saving, God forgiving, God redeeming, God delivering without the through faith. And that's through faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. So let's get into this today because today is going to be a very important teaching that most in the body of Christ are unaware of. And I don't say that to try to make anybody think that we know everything here. Listen, what I'm going to be teaching this morning, what I'm teaching every Sunday and Wednesday and every broadcast I have was what, what's been missing in the church for the last 100, 200 years or even more than that. And no, you know, we got to a place one time where we we at one time were mocking the old hymns. And most of the church does today, all the old hymns. The old hymns are all about what the Bible's really about. And the devil's done a good job at being bad, at seducing the church and deceiving the church through men, of course, always through men, and, and to get us to look away from the redemption of Christ, the redeeming plan of God, to, to look at anything else other than just simply to fight the good fight of faith, to make sure our faith stays in the cross. And if that's not what you're doing, you'll get to a point where you, you, you laugh at the old hymns and say it's time to get some new stuff. But the old hymns were written by men who had a revelation they had an illumination in their hearts of God's word as it pertained to Christ as Redeemer. And that's why the church don't like them. The church is tired of all this cross stuff. It's time to get past all the... No, it's not. If you leave the cross, you walk away from God. Read Galatians. Amen. So let's read this today. Let's start in verse 1 of chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What does God think about it? God forbids that you do that. God forbids. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Now we talked about that on the last broadcast. How shall we that are dead to sin, how shall we that have been born again, we've become dead to who we were. The old man was crucified. Romans 6 and 6, we'll get there eventually. We were crucified with Christ, Galatians 2 and 20. The old man that we were born into this life as, he's been put to death. He's been made dormant. He's been rendered inoperative. Oh, he still exists. Just like the devil was stripped of his power of death, Hebrews 2.14, by the death of Jesus. But there still is a devil, just like there still is a sin nature. Amen. The sin nature, the old man that we were born into this life as, were made dormant, crucified, dead and buried. And you need to remember that. How can we live any longer in the sin nature, serving the sin nature when we've died, there's been a death. And again, I'll remind us what our brother Lauren Larson says, death changes relationships. When you died, I'm talking about your faith in Christ in the eyes of God. When you place faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, you were crucified with him. We're going to see that in the scripture right here in this early, in this next verse. 
You, in the plan of God, your faith in Christ crucified you with Christ. That old man that you were born into this life as, the old man that could not be rehabilitated, could not be fixed, could not do a good deed. The old man is evil and Christ came, listen, to redeem us, but the only way he could do that was by putting that old man to death. He identified with us at the cross. He became our sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Think about that, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. He that knew no sin, the sinless one, became our sin offering, us who were guilty and condemned and shameful and fearful in sin making excuses for sin, but we placed our faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary, and God saw that faith really even before the foundation of the world. When the Lamb was slain, Revelation 13, 8, before the foundation of the world, and Ephesians 1, 4, God says He chose us in Him from before the foundation of the world. See, we're talking about the way God sees things, His plan. God saw us all in Adam, the whole human race, as sinners when Adam sinned. Every one of us are represented by Adam when we're born into this life. The old man, the dead and separated from God. But when we're born again, the old man put to death, all by faith in Christ, we're new creations, the new men and women that we are in Christ born again. And God saw that from before the foundation of the world. We're talking about the mind of God, the plan of God. God saw it all. How many of you know God never starts anything He hasn't already finished? God's not started something and kicked back waiting. No, God finishes everything that He starts. It's finished all there. He sees it all at the same time, yet He gets involved. He has to get involved or it can't function without Him. Jesus told us that. You can't do anything without me. means you can't bear fruit. You can't glorify God. You can't lay up treasures in Him. You can't really, you can't do anything without Jesus. You need to know that. Jesus taught that. Do you understand that? And, 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 and what He means by with Him, you can do all things through Him. Who, who, who He will strengthen you. That's if your faith is in Him. And we're going to see what that means today on this broadcast. God forbid, how shall we, Christians born again, that are dead, separated to sin, the sin nature, the, the ver, the, not verb, but the noun, the word sin is a noun here. Not speaking of an act of sin, but the person of sin, who we were. How shall we that are dead to sin, the sin nature, live any longer therein? If we're dead to that, separated from that, let us now live unto the one that we're married to now. Think about that. that, that that's powerful. Watch this. Let's, let's look over for just for a second to the next chapter, 7, in verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, what he did at Calvary, that you should be married to another, not the law anymore that had us dead in our sins. Even to him who is raised from the dead, that you should bring forth fruit unto God. Now think about that. 
When we were dead in our sins, we had no way to bring forth fruit unto God. We had to die. That man had to die. And let me say it again today. That old man that we're born into this life as, he cannot reach a point of goodness. He is evil, corrupt, and he, it, he is going to, to be put to death. Or he's, or he's going to die in his sins and serve eternity and eternity. No end in flames of fire and torment unimaginable to the human mind. There is no fixing that old man. When we're born again, it's not the old man being rehabilitated. It's not the old man finally getting it right. The old man cannot be in Christ. The old man cannot be in heaven. The old man cannot do good. The old man cannot be born again. The old man cannot bear any fruit to God. The old man has to die because he is the sin and the darkness of this world. That's why Jesus taught you must be born again. You got that. Okay. Verse 3. Know ye not. It means don't you know. This is something you should know, but don't you know. Now, now what we're about to read in verse 3, and I hope I could keep your attention, what we're about to read here in verse 3, when we stepped into the illumination of God's Word containing concerning rather the cross of Jesus Christ for everyday sanctified living before God, I preached this message, this verse, probably the first three years. So excited about this. So uh, illuminated. The Holy Spirit illuminated this scripture in my heart and, and people begin to come from everywhere to hear this truth. I'm not talking about a big mega church because the gospel will never have a big mega church until all the old men have been moved out of our way that would never accept Christ. Listen, the mega churches today are not preaching what you're hearing on this broadcast. That's why they're mega. Because when you find something mega, you got a mega flesh issue. It's always been this way. Noah built the ark, the preacher of righteousness, with seven other people. Him and seven other people. That included his sons and their wives. Think about that. Wherever there's a true move of God, you're not going to have a mega nothing among men. You're going to have a resistance because we're fleshly. Think about that. Don't you know that so many of us as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. Now, now we're going to say some things. We're going to talk about that today. As many of us, Paul says, as we're baptized, immersed, placed into Christ. We're baptized, immersed, placed into his death. This verse has absolutely nothing, nothing to do with water baptism. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You may look at water baptism and, and, and get a a better view because of what the Lord gave us to do because of our salvation. But this verse, and, and when I go and I look and I'm looking for a commentary on Romans and I have a few of those, and when I go and I'm looking for a book or a, or a commentary on the book of Romans, the first thing I do is go to chapter 6 
in verse 3. If that commentator is talking about water baptism, relating this to water baptism, I put the book back on the shelf because I already know if he don't know this is talking about death when it actually tells us that we were baptized into his death, not a water tank. I don't, I'm, I don't even need to hear what he's got to say because if he's missed this, he's missed he don't know the revelation of the cross for sanctified living. He don't know it. He can't know it if he thinks this is talking about water baptism. The church, the born again man, woman, boy and girl should be water baptized. But that's something we do and it can't save us. I always have to say this because you'd be amazed at the millions in America alone that thinks what they did in that water tank, letting that preacher, whoever baptized them in that water, is going to get them into heaven. And I got news for you. There is nothing you can be involved in physically that can save you, forgive you, deliver you, set you in the plan of God. Because that God's grace is not what you do. God's grace is what He did in Christ at Calvary for you. And your faith in that then gets you the grace of God which is get you God working, performing, perfecting that work that He will begin in you through your faith in that alone. That alone. Anything you do, even the things we should do, such as water baptism, taking communion, the Lord's Supper, whatever we call it, listen, it can't save you. It can't forgive you. It can't deliver you. Why? Simple. It's what you're doing. Grace is not what you do. Grace is what God does. You see how kindergarten that is. God doesn't give grace. God doesn't work on our behalf because we go set out to do something. God only gives grace through our faith in the death of Jesus. So water baptism comes after we've been born again. The old man has already been put to death. We've already become a new creation. All things have already passed away and all things now have been made new for us who were already saved by faith in the blood of Jesus. And listen, not faith and. The and eliminates you from grace. It's Christ and His, here it comes, Christ and His finished work. You can't add to what's finished. You can walk in what's finished by faith, but you can't add to what's finished. If you dare or caught up in something that says, yes, Christ and the cross, but also that, but also, or that, yes, and, that eliminates you right there from grace because you go back under law. Not saying you didn't believe in Christ and what He did at Calvary, but if you don't think that's enough and you think you've got to add to it, your, 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 your faith in what you're claiming, Christ and what He did at Calvary, is even questionable. I want you to know that. If you add to, also, but also, and, you eliminate yourself from the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. And don't listen to anybody that comes along. I hear preachers sometimes saying, well, you know, you know, that don't just stop God completely from working in your life. They can't bear out Scripture of that. 
It's not there. What is there is the book of Galatians that says when we move our faith from the cross, we fall from grace. What is grace? God working in our lives. God doing something in our lives. Performing, providing, healing, delivering, whatever it teaching, whatever God does, He's doing it, what the Bible calls, by grace. But wait, through faith. And that being faith only in the cross of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ. And you say, well, what about the resurrection? Because that's also typified in baptism. Let me tell you something. We're not talking about water baptism. And even in the early church when they preached the resurrection, they were preaching the death because you can't preach a resurrection that's not tied to somebody having died. So when they were preaching, Jesus is alive, he's resurrected, he was raised from the dead on the third day, they had, the people had that resurrected from what? Who is he? What did he die from? What did he die for? You understand? It wasn't just preaching the resurrection. If you're preaching the resurrection, it, to some degree, you're preaching the cross of Christ, who he is and what he there did, and then he was raised on the third day. Now surely they weren't teaching the power of the cross as the object of faith back in that day, really. Not, they didn't have it. Nobody had it until the Lord gave it to Paul. Gave it to Paul as the revelation, the mystery revealed to Paul. Think about that. And by now, 2,000 almost years later, the church ought to be walking in a place of power because the Word of God says the power of God is the preaching of the cross. I don't know how we can hear that. Oh, I do because I've been there. But how we can hear that and then just think we can preach anything else. Everything in the Bible is tied to the cross of Christ. God said he sent his word to prosper and it will accomplish all that pleases him. Well, I want you to know we do have the written word, but Jesus said the scriptures are about him. He is the living word and God's word only prospers in the cross, through the cross. When, when men looked at the cross of Christ that day and saw that man stripped and beaten and hanging there on that old rugged wooden beam, they esteemed him a stricken and cursed of God. But let me tell you something. There on that day, the word of God was prospering for all humanity, offering the grace and mercy and all provision that man would ever need, stripping the devil of the power of death that he had. Somebody ought to say glory to God and amen. The word of God, Jesus, was sent to prosper in the hearts of those who would believe. And without the cross, the written word of God can't do us anything. If my faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, then anything I'm getting from the word, I'm only getting in the flesh because I'm not in the spirit. Think about that. Read Galatians 5. Read the book of Galatians. You'll learn this, that as long as your faith is in the cross of Christ, his work, his finished work alone, then, my friend, the Holy Spirit, then and only then can the Holy Spirit teach you the Word of God in its righteous context. <clears throat> and that's the only context it can be understood in, 
imparted to you through your faith in God's words of righteousness. And that righteousness only comes through what God did at Calvary and His Son, Galatians 2.21. Let's get back to the topic today. Don't you know that so many of us as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into His death? And yes, water baptism is a symbol. It's a symbol only. When men come along and say, oh no, it's not just symbolic. It's a part of the work of salvation. You need to tell them that they're wrong. You need to let them know Kindergarten level, I can't do anything to save myself. Even anything written in the Bible, if it's me doing it, it can't save me. See how kindergarten that is. And when we twist scriptures, as Peter said many would, we only do it to our own destruction, he wrote. When we twist the scriptures and move it to a place where... What Christ did is not enough, but I also have to. I only can sow to the flesh, and if I'm sowing to the flesh, Galatians chapter 6 tells me that I will reap corruption. That means ruin, destruction. It means I'm walking in a place of deception, and I don't know that I don't know, and I'm going to come to ruins because I'm not in the Spirit and cannot be as long as I believe something I'm doing brings me grace. Only what I believe brings me grace. Now let's talk about this. Don't you know that so many of us as we're immersed, baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into His death. We were baptized into His death. We, you and I were placed into the death of Jesus. That's why throughout the entire New Testament when we see in Christ, in Him, and all those little phrases, it's speaking of God placing us, immersing us by baptism, spirit baptism, into Christ, the Holy Spirit, the operation of God, the Holy Spirit by our faith, placing us into Christ at the cross. You see, we're not talking about you getting saved at that pew or at that altar in that church building or out there on your tractor or driving your truck down the road. Praise God for that moment of salvation. We're talking about the mind of God, the plan of God, God seeing it all at once and God saw you from before the foundation of the world placing your faith in Christ, trusting in Him and He chose you in Him. God don't choose anybody except those He sees believing in Christ. The word in points to His death. In His death. That's why it's important to know the Bible in this context. If you don't, you can't be discipled. You can't sow to the Spirit. You don't, know, you don't even know what walking in the Spirit is. Most of the church think walking in the Spirit, you ask them what walking in the Spirit is, and they'll say, well, loving your brothers. No, that's, what, that's the result of walking in the Spirit. How do you walk in the Spirit? Simple faith in the cross alone. Anything else added, and if they give a wrong answer, it means they don't know, and that means they're not doing it. I've heard it for years. You ask people the simple questions that are in the Bible and I'm not condemning or, or, or judging wrongly because I was there all my Christian life up until about 15 years ago. And the people that we walked away from, they're still there. I'm not being ugly. They're still sowing to the flesh and they think they're sowing to the Spirit. But if it's anything other than the cross... 
faith in the cross alone, learning the Word of God through faith in the cross alone, we're walking in the flesh, sowing to the flesh, and that's why if God would just rip us open and pour our heart out on the table, we'd see how stressful and fearful and, 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 and just miserable that we really are. Because without faith in the cross alone, you cannot. You are not being led of the Spirit. You are not walking in the Spirit. You are not experiencing the life that's only found in the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. We need to know these things. And if you say, well, I already know this and my faith is in the cross, if you're not in a church known for preaching the message of the cross, believe me, if he's not preaching it to you, your faith's not in it because that's not what you're hearing and your faith is in what you're hearing. If he's not preaching the cross and you know he's not and you're still there, that's wrong. And you're bound by the fear of man because you won't leave. You're proving that you're bound by the fear of man. And you better allow the Lord to deliver you. When you really put your faith in the cross, the Holy Spirit's going to deliver you. He's going to begin delivering you until you re... And I'm talking about a, a confer, conforming deliverance that we're delivered daily. Until you reach a point, you've got to come out of that place where He's not preaching the cross. He's not relating Christ and Him crucified throughout all the Scriptures. You may think it's all right at first, but God's going to reveal to you it's not okay to keep tithing and giving offerings to a church that's sowing to the flesh. Sowing to the flesh. Preaching law. Because if they're not relating the Word of God in the context of Christ and Him crucified, they're not relating it to you in its righteous context. And all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And the only avenue of righteousness comes to us by grace through the death of Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.21. If that's not what our faith is in exclusively... The Bible says, Paul says, I do not frustrate. That means set aside or deny God's grace because if righteousness comes by the law, Christ died in vain. And if my faith is not in the cross of His finished work there alone, then I have set aside and I'm denying the grace of God, which is what, what God can do in my life, through my life, for me, to me, with me, all that, by, I'm, I'm setting it aside, even though I don't know I'm doing it. I may be crying tears and in what I call worship and what I call praise, but if my faith is not in the cross alone, I'm just going through the motions. It's time, church, to wake up and come home. Wake up and come home. Return unto the Lord. Return unto the Lord. And there are a few that hear these teachings and they say, God, forgive me. But there's more that are saying, I hear what that guy's saying. I'm, man, he, he thinks he's the only one right. Who is he to come along and teach this? And Listen, the Bible says the humble will hear and be glad. Glory to God. The humble will hear and be glad. I'm excited about that. I'm not excited that we're out of time already. These little 30-minute teachings, I tell you, they just go by so quick. But we'll start right here uh, next Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. Look for all these teachings on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. God bless you. I love you, and I'll see you next time. And remember, 
stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.